All right, this is Generally Assembled, a podcast of the Pennsylvania House Republican Caucus. I'm Jason Gottesman, joined by Neil Lesher. Neil, you know, something happened this morning that hasn't happened in a long time. What's that? I had oatmeal from the Pennsylvania Capitol Cafeteria. Oh, wow. It was very good. Good. Yeah, I, I felt like it was uh, almost a return to normalcy here. They've had the oatmeal out for some time. I've neglected to have any. Usually I'm a breakfast sandwich guy at the Capitol Cafeteria, which are also delicious. But I felt like I wanted to have a smaller breakfast. A smaller breakfast of oatmeal. It's a pretty heavy breakfast. And brown sugar and raisins, and it was delicious. Well, I had a ham and cheese omelet at the uh, Camp Hill Cafe, so... You know, now that everybody is up to date right, well, on what our breakfast bre- was. You want breakfast. Let's, let's, uh, <laughs> this podcast is now about breakfast. Yeah. Well, it's always been a little bit about breakfast. Uh, now we'll make it more about stuff that's going on. But uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, vacation days. Okay. You, you taken I, any recently? Uh, I have not taken any vacation days recently. Um, but if you worked for the Wolf Administration, you would soon be getting five additional free vacation days. If you got a vaccine. If you got a vaccine, which the we vaccine. did, so we would get it. Yeah, that's true. Or we could get paid out by not taking those five. Just cold, hard cash for getting the vaccine. Vaccine cash giveaway. Uh, even the Allentown Morning Call the other day said it was bribery. Um, Paul Mushick there from the Allentown Morning Call, great uh, editorial or uh, column, you might say. Uh, the Pittsburgh Tribune Review had an excellent editorial today saying that this is done in the shadows and should have been brought out to the legislature for approval. And, you know, one of the things in my role as caucus spokesperson that I've been telling the media is, you know, the Treasury Department has said that this will cost about $100 million all in. Well, if these agencies just have $100 million sitting around and you're on the Appropriations Committee, maybe we should have a much broader discussion about fiscal responsibility and accountability. Right. And, you know, I find this interesting because if we go way back, you know, we no longer measure time in months or years. It's just by COVID variants. Yeah, time, so is, two, time is a construct. Time is an abstract time, it's, construct. It's, yeah, so two variants ago. Time's a flat ago, circle. Two variants ago what in said, May. Um, when, <laughs> so back in May when other states were offering incentives to their uh, actual citizens, you know, Ohio and and. Uh, Maryland and West Virginia and other states were offering lotteries to their citizens in order to incentivize getting the vaccine. The Wolf administration was asked about it and they said, no, 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 no. We don't need to do that here in Pennsylvania because Pennsylvanians will just do the right thing. We're calling on Pennsylvanians and their moral responsibility to do the right thing to go ahead and get it done. Fast forward to today, that's apparently no longer good enough for state workers. We're going to actually pay them for doing what they should have done. Yeah, and and again, this is uh, this is not something people should be induced to do as a result of you know some sort of form of coercion, which I think this really is. And I think that you know doing the quote unquote right thing is a decision that you have to make on an individual basis in consultation with your doctor and your family and your particular situation. And and I think one of the things that I I, I would be concerned about is if I'm an employee that works for the governor, uh, one of the 70,000 employees under his jurisdiction, and we have to make clear that this this allowance does not include legislative employees, does not include the row offices necessarily, right. uh, and does not include, like, peacers, sirs, and other things that are not under the governor's jurisdiction. Right. Treasurer Garrity, who said this is going to cost $100 million, uh, she's already said she's not doing this for her employees as Correct. well. So, um, you know, look, I think one of the things that we, we that is concerning is if you're one of the 70,000 employees who maybe has a health condition that doesn't allow you to get the vaccine, you know, you are by nature of that health condition now excluded. Uh, that seems pretty discriminatory for, for to me that you're now excluded because of a health condition from getting a benefit that is now given to uh, employees who, who are able to get the vaccine. I mean, that's that's, I think, what 
sort of the political correct term would be, that's ableism, right? Right. That, that's ableism. Well, and, you know, just the other day, mm-hmm. the University of Pittsburgh, which gets state money, announced that uh, at, by, if you're not vaccinated as a student by the end of the year, you're no, not going to be welcome back for classes uh, for the spring semester. For students at the University of Pittsburgh, for employees at, at private companies and at hospitals and other places throughout Pennsylvania, they're being threatened to be terminated from their university or be terminated from their job. But state workers are going to get five free days or five days worth of pay for getting the vaccine. Well, and don't stop there, Neil. Did you see the news this morning? No. There's a new OSHA regulation that's coming out today that is going to require all private, basically all Everybody. private employees to have a vaccine mandate. Oh, but guess what? State workers are not covered by COVID, sure. by OSHA. That, that's, that, that is correct. But, um, you know, I think this is one of these things where it's, it, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, to, I think, people who are paying attention. I think one of the best things to to show that was in order to uh, sort of spin and give cover uh, the story the next day was public state employee labor unions applaud decision to give workers five extra days vacation for vaccines. What? Yeah, it's like basically saying state workers happy with new vacation days. Right. Uh, News um, at 11. Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly right. Um, You know, let's go back and look at the history of this, too, right? Uh, at the early of the early in the vaccine rollout, Pennsylvania was one of the lowest states actually in getting people vaccinated. We were 50th at one point, and it was actually House Republicans who took the lead. We moved legislation that was sponsored by T- uh, Representative Tim O'Neill from Washington County, who was uh, an Army Ranger, and that legislation required that the National Guard get involved because they're experts at logistics. Right? Bill goes to the governor's desk; he has no choice but to sign it. The governor finally forms uh, the bipartisan COVID vaccine task force, which included uh, Representative O'Neill as the uh, you know representative from our caucus on that. And once he started working in a bipartisan way and including other people in the decision making, uh, you know, things started to improve. And now today we're in the top 10 states uh, in terms of, you know, COVID vaccination rates. And I think that is all due to actually working with other people, bringing other people in, hearing other perspectives. But now we seem to be going backwards again, where the governor's just making unilateral decisions and, and kind of shooting from the hip is, oh, what if we just give people uh, five free vacation days? Let's try that. Yeah, and I think one of the things that must be real, that is most insulting is that, you know, the governor is giving away five vacation days or cold hard cash from the taxpayers for getting the COVID vaccine to people that work for him. You know, it's almost like the, uh, the, the owner of Spanx after they sold their business giving $10,000 and an extra week of vacation to their employees to go on any trip anywhere they want in the world. Well, like, this isn't the private sector. And even more so, that must be insulting to private sector employees who and small business owners who had their businesses shut down by the governor, who are now the ones who are footing the bill for his employees to have five additional days of vacation or for them to get cold hard cash, when state employees arguably were the ones who were in the best position uh, after the pandemic because they weren't laid off. They didn't. Right. They didn't lose their jobs. Well, actually, we could go through a greatest hits. Uh, UC call centers where people weren't answering phones. Uh, uh, Department of Revenue. They weren't processing people's tax refunds. Right. I mean, we we could. I mean, people were really and happy with government like, hey, service. Go take an extra week off. You yeah, guys yeah. deserve it. You, you got to get, get a vaccine. All right. Congratulations. Excellent work, folks. Huzzah! This is Cash for Clunkers 2.0. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's move on because uh, I know that there are uh, many other things on the uh, agenda for uh, today and, uh, and going into next week when we return to session. Let's talk a little bit about how good policy 
uh, here in uh, Pennsylvania and elsewhere, driven by Republicans, has you know really affected what happens on Tuesday. We are an official podcast, and so we can't delve too much into the politics. But uh, Tuesday was such a big news day uh, across the nation with the uh, results in Virginia and the close race in New Jersey, and then of course the Supreme Court and judicial races here in Pennsylvania, which Republicans swept. Um, I, you got to believe that that is the result of good conservative policy being done in. Uh, the legislature, and then on the other hand, um, you know, you have the 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 other side of the aisle that has gone too far left and not you know dealing with pe- problems people really care about and are stuck too much on infighting and um, and and figuring out their own identity to really help anybody. Yeah, it's actually funny. Uh, one of the members of the House Democratic leadership team was on Fox 43's uh, morning show this morning and actually said that their pro- you know the problem is that Democrats are so focused on policy and Republicans are too focused on winning. And I laughed at that because I'm like, well, you win. So much winning. You win uh, through pushing better policy. How about that? Um, Yeah, and and, and look, I was asked by a reporter yesterday about whether our priorities as a caucus will have changed as a result of the results on Tuesday. You know, actually, they don't need to. Let's talk about something that's very current that we've talked about on previous podcasts. You know, I mean, the media is clearly covering the fact that education and parents' involvement in education was a very important factor in how people decided to vote in Virginia uh, on Tuesday. We have a bill that will soon be on the governor's desk uh, that requires that school districts post their curriculum online so that parents can review that. The governor has been very negative on that bill. Uh, We will see if the results of Tuesday's election changes his calculus and how he views that bill. Is he going to veto it? Is he going to let it go into law? Uh, You know, we're going to have to watch that. Yeah. And and look, this is, you know, so my answer was exactly that. Our, Our priorities do not change based upon uh, an election day. Our priorities change based upon the needs of the people of Pennsylvania. And by running an agenda that focuses on economic recovery, fiscal responsibility, and empowering Pennsylvania families, the agenda that we've been running resonates with voters. It resonates with taxpayers. And, you know, if people don't like Republican leadership, I always say, boy, wait till the Democrats are in charge because it's just just terrible. Um, And you're seeing at the national level, you're seeing that with uh, President Biden's approval ratings tanking. And, um, you know, I think you saw a, uh, a, some of these school board races, even the Central, Central York School District, which uh, banned some books, uh, ended up being split, basically. Uh, you know, the, some of the incumbents won, some lost, um, but uh, it wasn't like a total sea change. So you're seeing people with this education idea is, is resonating with people, and we've been ahead on that. Um, and Energy. Uh, you know, next yeah. week, uh, the Environmental Resources and Energy Committee is kicking out a Senate resolution that would block the governor's efforts to implement Reggie. Um, you know, that that is a very unpopular proposal. It's basically a tax on your electric bill. Yeah. And uh, so consumers, businesses and labor unions have all come out in, in opposition to this. The Senate had a bipartisan vote. Uh, there were Democrats over there that supported the resolution. And by supporting the resolution, they're opposing Reggie. Um, so, and I would expect the same thing over here. The governor's putting maximum pressure on House Democrats to stick with him. And at some point, I think they need to make the calculus of why, why am I going to continue to back this guy and his terrible policies? Well, especially when you already have uh, the front runner and the sole candidate for governor on the Democrat side, uh, the present attorney general, saying that he doesn't even support the policy. But no, you're, you're right about Reggie and, um, and, and the impact that it'll have. And I, I was even tweeting at 
State Impact PA over the weekend with their take on Reggie, basically saying, they're like, well, will you notice any impact from Reggie? And they're like, probably not. But your energy bills will go up and a lot of energy sector employees will lose their jobs. So basically, you won't notice Reggie unless you pay for your electricity or you work in the energy sector. I think that's most people. And um, the reporter tweeted back at me and said, well, I didn't intend for that to happen. But, um, you know, the, the, the estimate, I think, is that Reggie will cost like $43 a year extra in energy costs. Um, I mean, when you're talking about runaway inflation, uh, $43 on top of hundreds and hundreds of dollars that people are paying now as a result of failed policies from the left. Um, you know, $43, that's Little League registration fees. That's, uh, you know, that's school lunch for a kid for, for a week. That's, uh, you know, that's that's not insignificant amount of money that you're talking about. Right. Once again, uh, democratic policies are disproportionately impact poor people in a negative way. Right. And and look, it's it's one of those things where you can obviously, you know, tell the undertone here is that, uh, well, it's not that much money because, frankly, if they're struggling to pay for it, the government should come in and help. Right. Yeah. And where does the government get their money? That's where they just we'll kind of just print it. Yeah. That's <laughs> kind of just where they shrug and they pull out their pockets and go, I don't know, tax the rich. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's their answer for everything, isn't it? Well, folks, this is Generally Assembled, a podcast of the Pennsylvania House Republican Caucus. Please find this podcast at www.pahousegop.com slash mypodcasts. It's the place where all your favorite podcasts are found. Until next time, I'm Jason. I'm Neil. And this is Generally Assembled. <laughs>